Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. I got troubled thoughts and the podcast to match. Hello, my name is Joe. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the lyric from the song we're doing today. Uh, we're back. Are you okay? I knew you were gonna do it because I know you, but like, the, the explanation was... You, you know, the best part of my jokes is definitely when I explain them to you. That's, that's usually the part that, uh, fucks you up. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but it really just tickles me. <laughs> oh, it was either that or making some Miss Flack reference, but at you. And, you know, let's just flip the coin. <laughs> either way, we're back to follow you. Do the good one, the good record. With one of two. One, one. of two of the, the good records. I like more than two of records. I think more than two of them are good. You know, I, I don't know if we've talked about on the show that it's my favorite, uh, but... <laughs> You know, just so, just so everyone it's never knows. come up, not no. even once. No, must have slipped the mind. Gets edited out. Uh, what a catch, Donnie. The sad one. The big. Well, I can, I throw you a couple songs on here that are like, in quotation marks, sad. But this is like the. Oh, this is the one that wears it on its sleeve. This is the ballad about being sad. Yeah, this is the I cry every time ballad. It does. It does a thing. That is the most me shit imaginable at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Already know. Uh, we'll we'll get there. It's got like a shit ton of guest vocals. It's this, really just a whole production. It really is. This was um. Uh, this says it was their last video before going on hiatus, which I, I, I they probably mean the last one they made because Alpha Dog isn't really made of it. Music video. Yeah. It's kind of a compilation of. A footage, um, this was the last single before the record came out. Yeah, which honestly, like, considering that they went on hiatus right after this, this song makes, like, a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's a song about, like, it, it's a song that isn't, it, like, very intrinsically about relationship between uh, Pete and Patrick. Uh, and it's, I, I think it really interweaves the emotional friendship and the creative relationship because like the uh the miss flack lines that are in the pre-chorus is a reference uh donny hathaway and roberta flack they're the songwriting partnership also the titles donny um so there it is um every reference to it i can find on both genius and the wikipedia page that's all they say about it is that's a reference to these two people i'm just like all right i guess i don't i do know who roberta flack is uh donny's also good so (laughs) sure (laughs) Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in the song, and uh, I think the music video is actually really, really good. But I guess we'll get there when we when we get there. How do you feel about this song, Caitlin? I like it. I was explaining to Joe before we started that for some reason the title of the song and the actual song do not register as the same thing in my brain. Mm-hmm. So every time I listen to this song, and I'm like, God, like. <laughs> Whenever anyone brings up What a Catch Donnie, I'm like, fuck, which song is that? And then it's this song. <laughs> it's, it's, the then, one, it's the one where he says What a Catch eight times. Yeah, and then I make the surprise Pikachu face mm-hmm. um, every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do like it. I think it's a good song. Mm-hmm. It's pretty straightforward in a lot of regards, honestly, but yeah, it's it's good. Yes. It's, it's not really like it's a ballad. And it's not question, and it's not uh, questionable, so it can't be our usual our, our usual shtick. I also wouldn't say that it's a bop. No, no, yeah, it's 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 very much a ballad, slow. Um, it, I think it hits really hard, but it's certainly not like boppy by any means. Yeah, like it good, but not a bop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh, musically it's very restrained. It it hits hard when it wants to in the chorus, but uh, otherwise, I think it. Uh, it, it builds pretty well. Like Patrick gives more and more of himself each rendition of the chorus, and and like the back half of the song is just like he's fucking. He's just on a tear for the rest of it. He's got his 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 pipes at full performance. 
There's some really good vocal layering, too. You can really notice it early on, too. There's not a whole lot else going on. There's times where the music drops out, and it's just like the guitar and the piano playing the same notes while Patrick does a little ditty over it. Just a lot of a, a lot of really nice flourishes peppered in, and then it builds in and just like the, the very strong hitting chorus. And also the lyrics are like, I think the lyrics kind of wear what they're about on their sleeve. <laughs> Yeah, the lyrics are, again, like, this is just a very straightforward song across the board, which mm-hmm. is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of refreshing to a degree, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's been the episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. I got troubled thoughts and the self-esteem to match. What a catch. What a catch. Whoa. So just let me be Instead I'll be fine to the hospital Or American Embassy Miss Black Said I still want you back Yeah Miss Black Said I still want you back I, I guess we can get into these lyrics Um, The intro that Patrick sings uh, is also, we'll, we'll hear it again because it's uh, the first three lines of the chorus, but he opens with, I already made a joke about this, but I got troubled thoughts and the self-esteem to match. What a catch. What a catch. What? It's, oh uh, man, some, he delivers it really well. I don't know if there's much to say about it because it is just like, sure I'm sad. <laughs> this, this annotation sure is something. Oh, yeah. It's, it, yeah, sure is. It's uh really long mm-hmm. and um maybe reaching a little bit in parts, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but y'all should uh should log on to Genius.com. <laughs> Please sponsor us and uh, read it because it's a lot. Yeah, it's heavy. Um, There's a lot. I was looking in the, the comments on the YouTube video for the for the music video. And there's a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, it's about this and about this. And um, and it's like, where is that clearly lined out? Because it seems to be a little bit more nuanced than just both of the people, Patrick and and Pete, were depressed. Um, And uh, I mean, there's also the stories about like Patrick having I think we just talked about about this in another recent episode, like Patrick being like with Pete and like stopping a suicide attempt. Yeah, I, I, I either I don't know if we talked about it, but we definitely just. I just read it. Yeah, I think we did talk about it recently. Who could say? Time is fake. Yeah. I will say, I feel like, I feel like you don't have to read that far into it. Like, I feel like I got mm-hmm. troubled thoughts on the self-esteem to match what a catch is, like, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I mean, I, I guess you could read, like, suicidal ideation into that or whatever, but, like, I feel like just the text is, you know, mm-hmm. like... Like, that could be a reading, but I think it's broad enough to just be like, yeah, fucking sometimes you have a hard time with your brain, and yeah. sometimes your self-esteem's not great, and that probably makes you a less-than-ideal partner sometimes, or maybe in your own perception. Yeah, 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 there's, it's just kind of, I think, it's like, I mean, it's it's broad enough that you can kind of just relate to it, like, everyone's kind of, everyone's been down on themselves before, probably. Yeah, like, I don't think it necessarily needs to go into the, like, mm-hmm. they're mentally ill part. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it is, like, maybe the maybe when it was written, it is rooted in some of those experiences, because the men have had experiences. I don't, I don't know if we need to read too much into it to prescribe that, like, this... You're laughing about the word experiences. Um, I'm laughing at the, the, the men. The men. <laughs> it's just making me think of fucking, <laughs> whose mans are these? They've had experiences. <laughs> Uh, but I don't think there's necessarily, like, a need to say, like, these lyrics are about these specific events. And it's like, there's a lot of events, there's a lot of experiences. But, anyways. Yeah, well, and I don't think that, like, every single thing is necessarily, like, a direct correlation to their, like, yeah. real lives, you know? Like, yeah, there's more, there's more than one, like, bad time that they've had. Yeah, and I think, like, too, part of, like, what's fun about music is, like, sometimes you can just write about, like, a general feeling 
mm-hmm. without it having to be like directly tied into your like detailed personal history and experience you know yeah there's there's something about pete wince that people are drawn to that they're drawn to like on this day he was with mikey way at a water park and uh and like shit like that and i'm just like the man can just be attracted to people like there's more than there's more than one other pop punk gay boy i'm sure who knows um who could say who could say uh verse one begins we weren't on verse one yet but now we are (laughs) you'll never catch us so just let me be said i'll be fine the hospital or american embassy there is not an annotation on this and that is baffling which is wild yeah absolutely baffling Mm -hmm. i'm shocked and appalled yeah what the fuck genius.com users you're dropping the goddamn ball you had one fucking job (laughs) but now now we have to fill in for their their shortcomings what do you think it's about which is irritating because what do they not get paid for? <laughs> <laughs> what life event do we need to attach to this series of words? Um, is this the water okay. park? Is that what embassy means? Um, okay, so you'll never catch us, so just let me be. Said I'll be fine till the hospital or American embassy. So, I mean, I don't really know what the reference to the American embassy like would be specifically mm-hmm. like if it's some kind of like cultural or like movie reference or something like i don't know what that is but i mean, I america, mean I think it doesn't... american embassies are just things yeah i mean they're just places yeah but like it i think it does a good enough job of conveying like being on the run and the idea of like you know like if you're in another country and you need help you can like go to an american embassy if you're an american mm-hmm. like i think that conveys it fine the hospital is interesting I'm kind of surprised with the the I'll be fine to the hospital or embassy. I'm surprised there isn't an annotation on this connecting it to some suicide attempt or something. Yeah, I'm like genuinely shocked that there's not an annotation on this of Seem, some kind. Seems like low-hanging fruit. Yeah, well, and especially because I feel like it's so much easier to read into that of like, I'll be fine until the hospital or the American embassy, because that does imply like, someone has been hurt mm-hmm. badly and is like waving it off and saying like I'll be okay until I can either get to a hospital or like a place of political protection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's not a if 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 something happens and you're not in the US, sure. But I I don't I don't know much I don't I I can't glean much else from this by itself. Yeah, no, I don't maybe that's why there's not an annotation. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's it's not that like it doesn't mean anything cuz I do think it evokes like a sentiment of like this especially you'll never catch us so just let me be thing i think just kind of evokes a mood yeah and i think it it captures the sense of like fleeing yeah yeah i don't fucking know they've made a lot of songs that sound like they're gonna be the last one you know this one really sounds like it's gonna be the last one though yeah it does especially like coupled with the music video when Mm -hmm. i finish we're not there yet but when i we i finished watching the music video today i was like no fucking wonder this is the last thing they put out before they went on hiatus or like it was supposed to be or whatever because mm-hmm. like this truly feels like an ending yeah like pete pete's always making like pete's relationship with uh you know his body of work and this band is something that always comes through in what they're making at any given point in time and i think yeah like there is a sentiment here that feels like a, a some sort of conclusion and i think it makes sense that like they're like this means a lot and it's this dramatic big thing and then yeah they take a break yeah it's it's the whole thing the pre-chorus um the interesting thing about this genius page too is like it's 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 not interesting there's a reason for it but they do specify every single thing that we've read so far is uh voiced by patrick stump um yes which we'll we'll get into later, but um, so so the intro, the verse, and the pre-chorus so far have all said Patrick Stump. Mm-hmm. And so the pre-chorus says, "Miss Flack said I still want you back." Yeah, Miss Flack said I still want you back. And there is an annotation on this, and it says, "quote unquote Miss Flack is Roberta Flack, good friend of late blues musician uh, Donnie, spelled two different ways, Hathaway." Also, the person this song is named after, who presumably committed suicide by jumping to his death, 
right before Donnie died. The two had just finished a duet together. I'm gonna be real. I didn't know that until currently, right now. Reading it. Um, yeah, I read. Yeah. I read it on the Wikipedia like ten minutes ago. Like I, I feel like the name Roberta Flack sounds very familiar to me, but I've never heard of Donny Hathaway in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I this is another Pete Wentz reference that just like really went over my head. Yeah, yeah, they were they were writing partners. I've always known that the the title Donny and the Miss Flack were a reference to writing partners. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So the song's about Pete and Patrick. Pete and Patrick. Back. Yeah, and I I do know like some of Roberta Flack's work. I also never knew shit about donny hathaway though so maybe i don't know enough about roberta flack's work but i read the suicide bit today and i was like oh okay that gets a little bit more weight under what the song is probably about then yeah but i mean still i feel like i feel like again like it doesn't have to be do you know what i mean it doesn't like, it, absolutely, it doesn't have to be like i feel like it could legitimately just be like like talking about like your writing partner and like mm-hmm. the relationship and what happens therein. Like, yeah. It, and like, I mean, I feel like it's fair to draw like, like a Pete Patrick comparison with these two does seem apt given what we've recently learned. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think it has, people are just like really stoked to focus on the suicide shit. Yeah. There's something about the word choice and the story behind Donny Hathaway. And, and then like the word choice of, I still want you back where I'm like, all right, I see it. I still think the song is not just about that, but I see it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that too, but I feel like there's... Because, like, the idea of being in a partnership with someone, right, even if it's not romantic or whatever, is mm-hmm. still, like, you can kind of, like, ebb and flow on those things, and I feel like it'd be entirely possible to to be like, oh, they took a break, or, like, we're having troubles, and then she was just like, no, like, I still want to, like, be partners with you, like... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that Pete and Patrick probably had similar moments. I mean, they've been doing this shit for fucking years together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also the the chorus ends with a, a lyric that I think also people are probably drawing lines between. But the chorus, I'll just read, uh, it repeats the, the intro lines of, I got troubled thoughts, the self-esteem to match, what a catch, what a catch. And all I can think of is the way I'm the one who charmed the one. Who gave up on you? Who gave up on you? Patrick fucking really draws out the notes yeah. in here. I meant to mention that too with the Miss Flack lines. It's just like he, he just, he fucking, this is maybe one of my favorite vocal performances of his. It's very good and very I, Joe. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't want to say he peaked here because he is still very, very talented, but I, don't, I feel like he doesn't flex as hard. Stuff. He definitely doesn't. He doesn't do shit like this in the new mm-hmm. stuff. And maybe that that's heard. and maybe that's safer and better for him as like a performer who tours constantly. Like maybe it's just like he can't write, you know, these he can't write these things and do them every night anymore. Because I certainly understand like that, like being able to do things differently, shaping songwriting over very long careers. But it's just damn, these vocal hits are really good. Yeah, they're very good. Um, I do think it's interesting looking at the lyrics, like, written down. The last two lines are interesting because I've never, like, I'm the one who charmed the one is an interesting way of saying that. Yes. Because it's not, I'm the one who gave up on you. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm the one who charmed the one who gave up on you. Mm-hmm. Which is a different implication. I'm reading this annotation, and there's a comment on it that I think is a stretch and a half. <laughs> Uh, this annotation is unreviewed. Uh-huh. Nine months ago. I don't think that that... I don't agree with any of this. Yeah, I don't agree with any of this. Strike it from the fucking record. Yeah, no. Y'all fucked up on this. Mm-hmm. Um, But I do think... Because I... I don't know. This is another, like, part where I never really, like, fully understood what it was saying. Apart from I'm the... I always thought it was an I'm the one who gave up on you. But the implication of I'm the one who charmed the one who gave up on you is different and weird. Yeah, and it's confusing, and I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I don't either, because if you're reading that as, like, a straight sentence and not as, like, some lyrical fuckery, mm-hmm. that means that the the speaker charmed someone who then proceeded to give up on the subject of the sentence. Yes, and the speaker is showing some sort of remorse about yeah. it after the giving up has been 
But it's interesting because the implication isn't that the speaker gave up on the person. Mm -hmm. They were just instrumental to someone else. Someone else doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of that. Um, there it's it's interesting. I think it's it more interesting than whatever the fuck all these annotations are doing. Yeah, bad. Yeah, there are You're some doing anno- a bad job. There are some annotations that we are dunking on quite viscerally. Yeah, no, I I mean, it sounds good. I never really picked apart those words and thought about them until right now. So I'm just like, huh. But yeah, it's weird. I've never really until right now when we're mm-hmm. looking at the lyrics, I've never really realized that. But that's like a way more interesting like implication than the first the first reading i had of it yeah huh well yeah it's neat verse 2 which says they say the captain goes down with the ship so when the world ends will god go down with it Fucking deep dude <laughs> fucking just take a quick quick vape rip fucking oh, yeah, deep bruh it's fucking deep dude oh fuck yes um is this the first vape rip that we're gonna get to keep in the show uh, on purpose i probably made similar jokes to that we've been doing this for almost a year um that's horrifying it is anyway uh you know this fucking lyric makes as as much as i do think this lyric is good uh i'm not dunking on it when i say this but it is weirdly similar to a line in spy kids 2 the island of lost dreams (laughs) uh Because, um, <laughs> God, I should, I should watch this movie again. I, I I feel like I probably would love it. The first one is on Netflix. I know that. I, I, so the second one might be too. It, this is, the Google is, Google is saying that it is in fact on Netflix. Uh, it's also yes. on some other services for, uh, $4, which is, uh, pretty much similar to its score on, uh, IMDb. Spy we Kids 2. Spy Kids We too, should. Joe. Oh man, I kind of love, I love Robert Rodriguez. He's so full of shit. I love his filmmaking. I loved Spy Kids growing up, but uh, also because Robert Rodriguez is involved, there's a lot of weirdly high, like, serious actors who end up in these uh, movies. Apparently these movies are canon in the Machete universe. Yeah, they are. Machete is their uncle. Yeah, yo, I fucking love it. Same character, canon. But in Spy Kids 2, that big name is Steve Buscemi. And he plays this weird evil scientist who makes these weird fucked up mutants. And he says, um, what's the, hold on. God, I'm, all right, Spy Kids 2 God quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a suggestion. Um, do you think that God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he has created? <laughs> and one, I think about that a lot. Uh, and two, it, this lyric re- always makes me think of it. As much I mean, as I think I, that's completely valid. And I'm just saying, Spy Kids 2 came out in 2002. So you think this is a movie reference? This is another patented Pete Wentz movie reference? I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> There's seven years between the two. I absolutely believe that Pete Wentz watched that movie and was like, you know what, you're fucking right. You're fucking right, Steve Buscemi. That's deep as hell. <laughs> and then, yeah, if God go, if, if the captain goes down with the ship, does when the world ends, will God go down with it? Whoa, deep shit, dude. 
<laughs> Fucking, I made it. I'm like Steve Buscemi now. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, I mean, we're... We're making some fucking sick jokes here, but uh, I <laughs> obviously it's about his career. I think I, I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't say obviously, but to me I think it rings really true. Maybe that's because um, the hiatus was very nearly after. Maybe it's because uh, apparently Pete was supposed to be on a sinking ship in the video. We'll get into that rumor mill. Uh, well, I, I think it's confirmed actually from an interview, but that I, I haven't read it. I'm just trusting YouTube comments. We know how that goes, mm. but uh, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's like, it's like first grade philosophy, but like, I don't know, there's something about it where I don't hate it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it has a very, like, folly ado element to it of, like, being this kind of weird, like, philosophical interjection into the flow of, like... Yeah. Like, not that it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not that it doesn't fit, but it does feel like kind of, like... A diversion a little bit before I actually, coming back. Yeah, I actually think it fits perfectly because that's the exact type of depressed ass thought that feels really real to me. Like that's a yeah. that's a low point. Just like God would is, is God gonna yeah, go like when down you get with into, the, like fucking when yeah. you think about fucking like depressed existentialism? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it totally works. It it but it does have it has a very like I've been thinking a lot about Infinity on High and Folly Do lately. <laughs> um, Good. <laughs> we've, all, we've 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 done we did two infinity on high songs recently and now we're back to to here so yeah and so i feel like the thing with like i feel like the thing with infinity on high and folly ado is like in like infinity on high is kind of straightforward sadness and folly ado is kind of like magical realism sadness mm-hmm. this song exemplifies that pretty well i feel like and kind of takes the like vibe of that album and really distills it into like it's not deep in all these metaphors and wild bullshit but it is like talking about something and then kind of having that like intrusive thought diversion mm-hmm. into the ph- philosophical moment and then kind of coming back yeah and yeah. like that's kind of what the whole album feels like to a degree mm-hmm. um and so i think this accomplishes that well in like one song yeah and i think the the tone of the song i think really nails that where i don't feel like He's trying to make some grand statement out of nowhere so much as it just feels like an intrusive thought. Yeah. And with how short these verses are, I think it totally lands. Yes. It's not like the first verse set up something and the chorus was like, all right, we're getting really good now. We're going to a thesis. And then y'all ever think about God? <laughs> you ever think about what God's doing? Mm-hmm. The pre-chorus is the same. Miss Flack said, I still want you back times two the chorus plays again um now we're getting into this back half of the song that's gonna do uh we're probably not gonna read every single one of these lyrics for reasons that'll become apparent if for some reason you don't know uh the song um but the the bridge patrick sings also Ooh, just real quick oh. if you're someone who doesn't listen to fallout boy at all and you just listen to this i know that we kind of can't really do this because joe does put the song into the sh- into the episode yeah since like, like episode how, like down how eight. wild is it for you to just be doing that to just have no context for the song and just be like good for you i'm proud of you i do that shit with a lot of things but damn <laughs> um is yeah it is interesting i guess we do we do play the song i think there are people who listen who used to listen to fallout boy maybe haven't heard the new stuff so like that's new to them I really want to know if there are people who have never listened to Fall Out Boy who listen to this show. I don't know. Tweet at us, SWGDPod. Yeah. That's our let plug. Let us know, because that's wild. It is. It's, I commend you. I, I hope you are finding things that you enjoy while doing it. It has to be us, right? That's like the only reason. I mean, I don't know why else you would search a Fall Out Boy podcast if you don't like Fall Out Boy. Because like, if you're thinking, what are those Fall Out Boys about? You're not going to go to fucking podcasting to find out. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I would hope not. Google seems far more efficient. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, even if you're, like, Googling, like, for a specifically podcast, you're like, I mean, these songs are, like, three, four minutes, and we deliberate on them for, like, 45. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, Sorry, that was my intrusive thought. No, it's, it, and it was fine. It was valid. It's good. The bridge. Patrick sings What a Catch four times. And then a new voice comes in with a Haven't You Ever Heard Of. The, uh, <laughs> closing the goddamn song yeah with lyrics from uh head first slide best song ever made so what's fun all right so this we, we've talked a lot about not realizing that patrick wasn't singing stuff on this record when we were younger mm-hmm. 
and maybe too old to have noticed as well. Uh, the Brendan Urie delivery on a different song in not this song, but a different song on this record. There's a Brendan Urie guest vocal that like the mixing of it and the production, they do sound super similar. If you don't know Brendan Urie's voice distinctly. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this one just felt like, what the fuck is Patrick doing? Like, I did not know he had this register. It is Elvis Costello. Yeah, it is fucking Elvis Costello. Yeah. But, uh, Which, what a pull! What a weird pull! Yeah, no, it's it's sick. I think, uh... I think, like, I think it's it good. Fits. Yeah. It's just, like, if I was, like... If I was to be, like, okay, they're gonna do, like, a pastiche of all these past lyrics, and they're gonna bring in guest vocalists to do all of it. You know who I never would have fucking guessed for this? Uh-huh. For Fallout Boy? Especially, like, pre... Like, like pre-hiatus, because post-hiatus, they get fucking wild with who they bring on. But, like, mm-hmm. post-hiatus, I never, ever would have been, like, fucking Elvis Costello's ass needs to be on this. Yeah. Like well, That's the thing, too. I wonder, like, who was the big Elvis Costello fan in the band? I would think probably Patrick, but... Um, I vote Joe, just because he seems like... I don't know why. That just seems like a Joe um, pull. I mean, probably. his his. I think his guitar roots, that kind of makes sense. But he sings from Head First Slide, I Will Never End Up Like Him, Behind My Back I Already Am, Keep a Calendar This Way, You Will Always Know. And then Patrick comes back in with that good, good chorus again. And then we just fucking go buck wild with the, um, yeah, it's with so everything. fucking bananas. I love fucking, it. It's good. I'm not saying it's not good, mm-hmm. but also like peak, right now peak, I'm realizing like Joe who bullshit. all- like, I knew that they were all different lyricists or, like, singers. I mm-hmm. didn't know, like, who all was who. Like, I didn't know fucking Travi McCoy was on this. Yeah, Travi McCoy does Sugar We're Going Down uh, interpolation. The first one is uh, Gabe Saporta, Cobra Starship Boy, uh, who uh, does Where Is Your Boy Tonight. Uh, and then Travi McCoy does Sugar We're Going Down. Brendan Urie comes in with Dance Dance, and he's got the most energy of any of these dudes. Because, like, yeah. uh, Gabe and, and Travi are, like, really sing-songy, lower register. They got, Also, these go back, go back in left and right channels. Like, they're, they're very panned um, and overlapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brendan Urie's like... Yeah, it, it, you, it's very distinct. It's, like, so much fucking energy coming in. I think, I think it works. But, like, and just, like, oh, yeah. does he not, at this point in time, have a lower register? <laughs> like, does he not know restraint... <laughs> He genuinely might not. Uh, I think this is post pretty odd, right? Yes. He's got it. I think also, he must have just really wanted to go for it. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to have a panic at the disco corner. Um, I'm, it'll I take mean, all night. Yeah, but <laughs> we have another episode um, to record. Yeah, no, we're good. But I think I think this was uh just him really fucking going for it. Yeah. He does, uh, also what I love about these is that, um, I, I love that these deliveries are so off kilter of what the original melody lines are. Like, here, uh, especially the next one. The next one, actually, the next one's the, probably the most accurate to what it originally was. But, uh, I don't know, they just, they, they don't sound just like, ah, oh, we're doing the old shit again. It just... Yeah, no, it's distinct. Mm-hmm. I do really like, the next one is Doug Newman, who I didn't know who that was, so I clicked on the annotation. Still don't. Uh, Doug Newman, better known as Doug Does, mm-hmm. is Fall Out Boy's manager, known for his covers of their music. Damn. What? That's wild. Uh, yeah, he, he runs a management company. Uh, I learned this today. I didn't know that he would have, co- I, I never fucking knew who he was. It's just very funny to me that you would be like a manager of a band and be like, you know what I'm going to be famous for? Doing covers of this one band that I manage as music. I'm, it kind of seems like probably <laughs> just for fun he does it. He just enjoys it. Um, but yeah, he's probably it's just funny to me. I don't yeah. know. It's like a very weird thing. Yeah, I guess he's involved with uh, Decadence or was then. Uh, this is I don't know what the fuck shit looks like now. Uh, but he sings this ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. And then we go into Thanks for the Memories, sung by Alex DeLeon. Frontman of the cab, also on Decadence at the time. Never even fucking heard of the cab. Uh, Me either. But it makes sense that they're just like pulling in uh, people that rad people they work with. And then the last one, which is a a real a, a touch that I really like and always forget about, William Beckett, uh, frontman of Academy. The Academy is 
uh, sings "Growing Up," sings those li- that line twice. Uh, but that is a reference to the song "Growing Up," which was originally on "Evening Out with Your Girlfriend," the album that Joe doesn't acknowledge. I do, I I would happily acknowledge it if Spotify did. Um, there's probably there's probably <laughs> you heard it here first, Joe, <laughs> or you hear it first here first, folks. Joe only acknowledges what Spotify does. It's just easier for me because of the method <laughs> that I use. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel bad picking something intentionally, but uh, it's it's uh, it's mostly just a bummer that that album isn't on Spotify. Yeah, and I think like if I'm being super real, most of the songs that I really like on it ended up on later projects. Um, growing up is on the uh. Growing up's the the biggest one that did like I think shreds didn't end up on Take This to Your Grave, but it is on the Greatest Hits album. So it is on Spotify, but it's uh really, really good. Um apparently it is I'm reading the sanitation that says the significance of Beckett being the one to sing this particular interpolation would refer to the long time close ties between the Academy as and Fallout Boy. I wish they would tell me what those are. <laughs> but um I think Well, according to this, it says whence personally got him Beckett signed on Fueled by Ramen. Hmm. And he did vocals on Sophomore Slump. So uh he is I guess they're Walsy He is the leader of the Dandies gang as well. Oh, that's right. The fucking fop ass vampires. Mm, I don't know if that was the last episode we did, but it was recent. Yeah, we did that within the past month. <laughs> yeah. Past week. But yeah, they're uh they're they're in there. That's William Beckett. And I, I do think it's really interesting that this is you know pre greatest hits record, but uh it it progresses chronolo- like it, it it doesn't I guess super progress chronologically if you count the headfirst slide interpolation, which feels different because one it's separated from all of these by a chorus and it's on the same record, which I already would love by itself. I love it when records have consistent reprises um, that are brought over and over. That's like one of my favorite things about uh the Wonder Years, um No Closer to Heaven which is just a little bit too long of a record, but uh, it's very, very good. And it has the, a repeated phrase in Cardinals fucking something else. And I think I think three songs have it. But I know especially Cardinals and uh, Cigarettes and Saints does. Um, but this does that with the Head First Slide lyric. And uh, then we get into all the uh, older singles being reprised by their good, good friends and manager, uh, and they all, they pretty much all go chronologically. We get, where's your boy into sugar, we're going down, then dance, dance, but it ends on growing up, which I think is fascinating. Um, considering maybe that's why maybe they're after the fact affection for growing up is why it ended up on the greatest hits as a bonus track. Yeah, I'd say probably. Maybe we, we, we'll, we'll talk more about fallout boy looking back at things a decade later and being like damn this is good when we eventually roll lake effect kid but uh the the outro after growing up is just the intro again patrick sings about those troubled thoughts that self-esteem what a catch times two and that's the song i dabbed on the last note of that i'm really glad it did <laughs>
troubled thoughts and self-esteem to match And what a catch And what a catch There's a video There is a video, uh... It was it was uh, their their last video before hiatus, unless you count Alpha Dog, and I which think... is kind of because yeah, it's more of a compilation of yeah, footage yeah. than like a video that was made. Mm-hmm. And it's like a weird kind of case of a single too, because it was like they kind of went and finished a a demo and then never went anywhere. Um, go listen to our Alpha Dog episode. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you... Patrick on a boat. Patrick on a boat. Um, and Patrick is by himself for the majority of this video, and it's yeah. just him, like, switching between doing boat stuff and playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, kind of in the middle of the video, there's a seagull and a rope that he rescues, and then they become friends. I love this video. The ending <laughs> the ending doesn't really hit me as hard as it probably did if I was, like, if I gave more of a shit about the scene as a whole, or if I was younger when yeah. it, and I, I was in it when it came out. Etc. This is the first time I saw this video. So really? I definitely had like less of a yeah, I never saw that. I don't think I think the only videos I ever saw for Folly Adieu were um America's Sweethearts and uh-huh. I don't care. Yeah, I, I think I think this video is like really well It's very pretty. Yeah, it's like it's got a very muted color palette, but I think it is very like there's so many frames of just the empty boat or there's one that I is just like drilled into my head of Patrick, he's not doing anything. He's just standing there, but like the like circle of the window behind him is just like perfectly around him. It's just like there are so many really good frames of this video, and there's not a like the first half. There's not a ton of camera motion when he's on screen. Um, it kind of picks up when the seagull comes in. Uh, but there's a lot of just like still like cutouts of rooms he is in, and he's like moving in them. Yeah, and it's just it's just him doing like boat shit. shit. I love that. It's shit. not. It's it's very serene, and then it culminates in he's fishing, and it's another like set of references because he fishes out like a set of antlers that are reminiscent of yeah. our boy Deer Boy. It, 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 when he he saves that seagull, and he, we see a, a lot of snippets of him just caring for the seagull. He's made a friend. He's no longer yes, alone. They are, they are pals. Uh, the seagull hangs out with him while he plays piano. Yeah, someone needed him, and now they're inseparable. The metaphors are strong, and then I would have been happy if it was just those subtle metaphors, but they decided to just make it a Fallout Boy video, turn the dial to 11, and he fishes up yeah. those antlers. And then he fishes up one of the outfits from the America Sweetheart video, I think. Is that what that was? I thought, it, for some reason, I, I just thought it was like one of the dandies' jackets. It really could be either. What is I'm the... not sure. I thought it was the American Sweethearts just because it looked like um one of the suits that one of the carnival people wears in that video. The Wikipedia page for the single says that it is uh the ja- the jacket he wore in Dance Dance. Um, oh. Which I guess I believe. Sure, it's a white. It's. I mean, sure. It's hard to tell because it's literally like a soaking wet jacket. Yeah, it goes by pretty quick too. But um, and then. Eventually, like, you also see just, like, the big FOB letters uh-huh. in the water that I think are from another video, but I don't remember which one. This says thanks for and the memories, which I can't remember off the top of my head what that video is. Yeah. And then in the distance, he sees a ship that is sinking where all of this shit is presumably coming from. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of people in lifeboats. And so he throws a rope to them to help them. Mm-hmm. And then he brings all of these people onto the lifeboat, including uh, the other members of Fallout Boy. Not Pete. Not Pete. Pete is... But Joe and... I know Joe is there for a fact. Joe and Andy are there. Joe and Andy are there. They're stoked to be not dead. Yeah, but noticeably Pete is not in the... I'm going to say final cut of this video. Apparently there is a unused shot of him on the ship as it's sinking. See, yeah. And I don't... Yeah. But, and then I think some of the pop punk boys, the other pop punk boys are there too. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, Brendan Yuri shows up when you start to hear his voice. It's cute. Yeah, and then it's over and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, um, fucking. It's honestly kind of a, like, surprisingly positive ending. Yeah, no, it feels good. It feels organic. Yeah, it feels cathartic. Yeah. Um, all these other, like, yeah, these past singles are playing. Love that shit. 
Uh, and then he lets the the seagull go, and he flies off with a bunch of other seagulls, and it's just like, I have done. Yeah, everybody I have, found their friends. Yeah, I have done good. It made me. I had the thought while I was watching the music video, and all of this stuff was playing. But the reason why this feels like such an ending to me is because they do the retrospective of like like what you were saying before of kind of going through almost chronologically of like their old shit mm-hmm. and like kind of giving it that like honor or whatever I guess or like that recognition. Yeah. And then it and then the video especially ends in that very cathartic way of like hey we did it like the seagull is free the people are safe everybody's happy and it's kind of like okay cool like we could be done. Yeah, and it's it's I think we talked about this when we did uh let me remember the name of the song when we did uh West Coast Smoker. We th- this song feels like that cathartic ending, but Folly Ado is structured uh in such a like it it feels like a bender. So like this is kind of a uh you know an eye in a hurricane. Yeah. This is that sober moment before you get back to to the other side. It is so wild to me that this isn't the closer, though. If this was a post well, if this was a post-hiatus record, it wouldn't be as good. But uh, no. if this was structured like a post-hiatus record, it would be, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know much else, what else would change if I, now that I'm thinking about it. But that's the big, I think that's the big thing. Like, we get Save Rock and Roll as the ending. Twin Skeletons, you still haven't heard it, I don't think. But uh, nope. it's, it's much more like a traditional closer. At least if I'm thinking about West Coast Smoker, if I'm thinking about uh, the other, not the first record. The first record is its own fucking weird thing. Yeah, that's a whole thing. But uh, like, uh, I can't, Cork Tree, that's it. Cork Tree and Infinity and High. Um, the way that those end, I think, uh, Twin Skeletons is, is kind of similar in the way that it, the, the energy it tries to end a record with. Um, and then when we eventually do uh, Manias, I think it is. Um, is is more in line. Mania's ending is kind of like this, in which I think like they've written a lot of songs that are written about their career. That feels like if this was where it ended, I would feel like they put a capstone on it. Yeah. If this was the last Fall Out Boy record, I would be incredibly satisfied. That's not I. I but alas, I love a lot of the things they've done since getting back together. But I'm just saying, like you know, if when I got into them. Uh, and you know, before they got back together, this felt right. This felt like such a satisfying capstone. Yeah, I definitely agree. But then, but then they went out in a snowy field and burned all their shit to the ground and made a song with um two chains. Made a strange feature length film. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's. I think that's it. Song's good. I think the videos. Uh reserved in a way we don't usually see from them um <laughs> right up until the fishing sequence <laughs> even that's kind of not that bad i mean it's definitely pulled back for them yeah it's like referential but it's not like it's it's not referential in the way like a lot of their videos are where like you see yeah. everyone from the that previous the videos part, though, where you're like oh yeah this is a fallout boy video still yeah but it's you know something about it, it it's it feels like i don't know it feels tasteful in a way that uh fucking arms race really really doesn't yeah i think that's it it is you want to tell the oh hold on caitlin <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> i just fucked it up again <laughs> uh, where are you yes, where are you on the fucking internet or whatever it's <laughs> late I, that's my excuse even though it hasn't been late the last several times i've done that i just forget this show <laughs> You can find me on the internet on twitter.com at CG and 8Rs. And from there, I have a pinned tweet uh, that has all of the stuff I do, including this show on it. So if you like this and you're like, huh, what other bullshit is Caitlin up to? There you go. You want to hear this level of takes, but about Riverdale? (laughs) I don't even know that it's this level of takes. It's really just us being like, um... Uh. Um, yeah. Everyone is bad. There are Fucking, no good adults that is, in Riverdale. Is this a loud vine, but pointing at Riverdale? Literally, that's us. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J. Oh, uh, you can listen to a podcast called Nervous Rex, where my friend Chris and I do the "Is this a loud vine?" but at Neon Genesis Evangelion. The answer is no. It's oh, it shouldn't have been. <laughs> and and, and, and <laughs> I really shouldn't have. It, that that show is such a mix of things that i think are phenomenally well done and jesus christ 
they're teenagers. Yeah, I did watch it. Uh, with the ex- I did not watch the movie, but I did watch everything else, and I was like, you know what? Not for me. If if you know if that shit wasn't for you, do not watch End of Eva. <laughs> I'm asking you as a friend. You will <laughs> you will come out an unhappier person. Ooh, I don't need that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, I think that movie, despite its uh incredibly gross, unforgivable shortcomings, some of the best filmmaking I've seen. Uh, but then again, that is just how media goes, where you put a thousand asterisks on things. Anyways, Nervous Rex, we are just now, like, we're because it's every other week and we do one episode an episode, um, we're just now getting to, like, Asuka, um, and, you know, we're gonna watch some... We've probably already watched the synchronized dancing by now. Um, I'm very <laughs> excited for it. We're recording quite a lot of this show ahead of time. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. You can tweet at the show swgd pod um i don't think anyone is using hashtag fob cast because we have the twitter now but you can do both uh, and i'm gonna put uh, a song on the pairing playlist there's a spotify playlist where i pair a non fallout boy song with the fallout boy song of the week um i think i'm gonna do story told by foxy shazam which is the closer on their last record before they went on an indefinite hiatus that will probably never end which is very very unfortunate uh it'll be their second time on the playlist i think um but yes the the end of gonzo which is a record that took me a very long time to appreciate um the closer of that that song has verse two uh essentially is written out of all the titles of the record and that's also very joe shit so it is putting that shit on there that's shit i did when i made music (laughs) um anyways I think that's I think that's all the things. Anyways. Yes. Galen. Yes, Jill. Oh, is this more than you bargained for yet? I think this one was just a solid bargain. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Like I feel like I don't feel like I got away with something, <laughs> but like you I wasn't overcharged. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see you next Wednesday with a different song. <laughs> with? Something else. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye.